Adam. Steven, how are you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm I'm fine. I'm kind of on a relaxed feeling after a, a, a Maybank holiday weekend, a Riverfest weekend for you. It was a lovely weekend, really, wasn't it? I I was kind of expecting shit weather, but it wasn't actually too bad. Today was a bit miserable, but other than that, it was overall... Excuse me. It was overall a not bad weekend. You were... An Audio nightmare starting this episode off. I can feel it already. <laughs> what have you? What did you do for your, your your bank holiday weekend? What did I do for my bank holiday weekend? I had I had a nice time. I um sort of bit all over the shop on Saturday, and I just didn't know what to do with myself. I ended up meeting a friend. Ah, that's it nice. was nice. Were you okay? Yeah, no, I was just you know one of these days where you don't know what the jizz you're at. You're just. Kind of nearly lost yeah. in yourself. I was a bit that way and I went and I replaced the front two tires in my car and got my car washed and and I got lots of Italian food for some reason. The midlife crisis way of dealing with the sad day. Well, I was kind of just doing all this and I was kind of like, this is not what I want to do. And then I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just go do something. Do you have pints? Um, I had some pints, yeah. Well, cans. Ah, that's what you need. That's what you need. You need... A uh, bit of a break, especially. I just, I my computer gave up the ghost during the week, and that stressed me the fuck out. And mm-hmm. I think that was a lot of it was just I was trying to get all that sorted, and I just felt like I was on the back foot, and it sort of had me on high dough. Two very specific phrases there that kind of just caught my attention as being unusual, but uh, yeah, I absolutely get what you mean. What were the phrases? Uh, uh, high dough and the back foot. I love a good cliche. Yeah. Nom, nom, nom. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry to hear it's been a shit week for you. But it was just difficult. It was hard going. Um, it was just a hard going week. And mm. I just kind of was caught then. I was like, I I can't just keep going at this because it drives me mad. Uh, I, I assume some pints and chats helped. Some delicious pints uh, did help. Did any exercise help boost your endorphins over the period? No, and I, this was another... Now, yesterday, like, I got out and I did a big walk. I got about 15,000 steps in. Uh-huh. But this was also something that was frustrating me. I kind of wanted to be doing this, and I just... I felt I couldn't because I just too much shit going on, and that was stressing me out a bit as well. Mm. Do you find you're easier stressed out these days? I don't know, the computer thing really was bugging me because I just felt like I was being cut out and I wasn't getting what I needed to get done done. And I don't, you know, I just don't want to be getting in trouble and stuff. So no, was... I don't really ask because I, I feel myself definitely easier get stressed out these days when, when things feel like they're never ending. And I, I guess we'll get to it in a minute. There is somewhat of an ending uh, to it, but certainly in the mindset, it's it's so fucking hope is long since gone for for a lot of mindsets i think so it's very easy for things to stress you out not you particular yeah. just the, the plural you well i did do one thing today which was nice masturbated i did two things today that were nice excellent i booked a holiday where Italy. barcelona ah off to see oh 
bollocks sorry everything so far has been coming through the fucking speakers in my laptop i was thinking all right you were a bit echoey yeah okay back to normal i mightn't even edit that out because that was just such a fucking frustrating moment and people will know what that was all about when the echoing stops uh you're going to see donica and bellend well, I'll hopefully get to see Dunnikan and Belen, but I'm more so just looking forward to getting somewhere. I mean, I know Dunnikan and Belen are probably up to their eyeballs with uh, Babby, so they did I a Babby, yeah. So I wouldn't get, uh, I wouldn't be overly wanting to take up too much of their time, but uh, it would be nice to see them. When did you book it for? September. Oh Jesus, that's ages away. It is, yeah. Wait, sorry, what date? Uh, first weekend. Yes, so you're not abandoning the country for my birthday then. You'll still be here for that in September when we're going to have a big COVID's over party. Yeah, that would be class actually to do something like that. Wouldn't it? We'll all go around not wearing masks and just like lick each other. Infect each other. Yeah, living frivolously. But speaking of that, uh, we have in the last week had some announcements for when restrictions are going to start coming down. When the announcement came out that things were opening up, I was like, yes, don't have to speak to Adam every Monday evening yeah. at 7.30. Yeah, it's great. Now, like, there's a bit of a, a delay on it. Like, what the notes I've got here say, as far as May, which is tomorrow or yesterday, if you're listening to this, the day it came out, uh, construction's going back to normal. May 10th, they're saying you can do outdoor visits with up to new, two non-vaccinated households. Uh, outdoor gatherings of up to 15 people, domestic travel, bus uh, and rail travel will be at 50% capacity and you can go wherever you want in Ireland. Click and collect for shops, personal services like the, your haircuts and whatever. Uh, church ceremonies up to 50 people. Museums and galleries will open back up and some sports training for adults. I don't know why they specified adults, but whatever. Uh, May 17th then all shops... Oh, because will... kids are already back. Oh, are they? Because of schools. Right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, May 17th, then we'll get all shops reopening. June 2nd, hotels and B&Bs reopen with indoor dining for residents only. Then later to be considered from June 7th, there will be indoor visits for non-vaccinated people, outdoor hospitality, gyms, pools, adult sports games, uh, small weddings. And in July, then they're likely to have the conversation of when pubs and restaurants can open indoors and foreign holidays can resume yeah so i'm hoping i'm giving them like a bit of time and hopefully that'll get me to september are you a bit worried there'll be another wave i am willing to take the risk i booked us with i paid extra for cancellation and stuff yeah you know i just said look i'm going to book it and if it goes tits up come up with plan b that must have been a lovely feeling to see that you're going to Barcelona purchase confirmation page pop up. Well, it was just, it's been so long since I could do it. So it was just so nice to to have that lingering in in my mind that that is something I've lo- I can look forward to is brilliant. I mean, yeah, like you, I know you went a couple of places last year, but this is the first time in a long time. You've actually had something, you know, definite in front of you of going, hey, this is something I've had control over planning in my future. That's positive. It's brilliant. It mm. so feels like an element of normality. So, yeah, that's great. And I, I assume that was 
a reaction of seeing the restrictions announcements you went right fuck that this is my that that's when you decided to do it yeah i mean i was going to do something and then i saw saw that and i was like oh, i could i could do it and i mean worst case scenario cancel it yeah but i mean it's something i can do mm-hmm. it's it's worth it for even just the the planning of stuff in my head yeah that's great i'm delighted for you dude what are you looking forward to most I guess announcements on that soon because there's a couple of things I have to clear up but there is something big coming for me that I'm super excited about and it's going to be a big change in my life for the positive I hope uh, so yeah I've also got you know some some nice things to look forward to and it's great to be able to you know see something coming down the line that isn't wearing the same jumper every day you know I to have a reason to wear a different jumper is is great Maybe if you put on a few pounds, you'll be forced to wear a different jumper. Fuck, man, I have. I feel super heavy at the moment because my exercise hasn't been what it could be and I'm getting super self-conscious about it. In general, I'm feeling quite shitty about myself. And this, like I said, this repetitive thing of every day is the same and there's no light at the end of the tunnel makes, you know, those negative things uh, that I'm focusing on just become a bigger pillar of the things I think about day to day which is why you know having announcements like things opening up again good detractors from just a a general fucking lockdown murky mindset yeah no it's it's all positive it feels very positive I do feel like I'm a little bit all over the shop myself with terms of I don't know what will happen next for me you know, after lockdown and stuff, whether I'll stay around Killaloo, whether I'll move somewhere, what will happen exactly. Mm. So I, I do feel a bit intimidated at the minute by circumstance. Uh, but it feels like a whole world of opportunity is opening up, really, doesn't it? It does. But, you know, change is always a bit daunting. Absolutely. And that's something I've been thinking about since these, you know, since the announcement about restrictions coming down came in and it got me you know thinking about the legacy of covid and how that's still i mean it's not going away in july when people say that we can travel again you know there's still going to be an element of our lives and it got me thinking about masks like that they'll be an enduring feature but essentially my thought is will they are they going to stay here in the future because like we've had a lot of people since the start of, of COVID consistently talking about how masks impact, you know, their civil rights and their liberties and all this kind of bullshit. And it just that that kind of talk, it, it reminds you of why wearing masks here was never a thing before anyway, because for a lot of people wearing masks right now isn't about blocking germs. It's about them reacting to being told what to do. And that eliciting a just a childish, shitty, you know, reactionary response. Like I wear a mask and I don't mind it. I don't love it, but I don't need to love it because it's a safety thing. It's not a fashion statement. But it does, you know, with all these questions about the future, it makes me think when all this is over, will masks still have a part to play in our you know, day-to-day thing in the same way they do in some Asian cultures because, like, the answer is... I, I think the answer is going to have a lot to do with whether or not other people decide to wear them too, which is to say, like, it'll be... We'll need a bit of a cultural shift 
to fit around masks that doesn't <laughs> always looking for the shift aren't you? looking for the shift no but you get what i mean like we're like an individualist culture we wear we wear masks at the moment because well first of all to protect ourselves it's in our own interest and secondly because we're mandated to do it so it's kind of a very western approach where if you look at asia they wore masks before this they're more of like a collectivist country that are focused on the community not the individual so when they wore masks it was to shield other people from when they had a cold and they were never mandated to do it it's just they do it to to help people out which i actually think it's not a not a bad idea especially in like cold season and flu season in the winter i actually think it's probably a decent enough idea because like i've i've scarcely had you know i've got nothing since I've been perfectly fine health-wise in, uh, in terms of not getting coughs and colds and small little things. Yeah. So, I mean, there's actually no real harm in it. Yeah, I think it's something I wouldn't mind bringing forward now that it's sort of normalised a bit. I mean, I I don't mind if other people aren't wearing them, but I think I'd continue wearing them because I'm sure some people will decide to keep wearing them. That's what my whole thought process is, is what has this pandemic changed in people's minds? Like you, I I would feel the same. I would actually like to, you know, if someone had a cold, not even COVID, just a fucking cold at some time in, you know, Tesco or whatever. And if they had a mask on, I'd be like, oh, do you know what? That's sound. I think it will take a, a pretty big cultural shift for us to do that, because unless a lot of people decide I'm going to wear a mask... There's people who might want to who will feel self-conscious about it and won't. So we, we kind of need to shift from that thing of I wear a mask to protect me to a more, well, I'm wearing a mask to protect everyone else. And it, it's going to be a cultural shift. But I think if anything is going to bring in some kind of change of individualism to looking after each other, it's a big, massive pandemic. I'm getting a bit kind of mask focused, but I think it's just because of how... Like masks are a weird example because they're so COVID specific. But I I think I'm focusing on it because of how big a role masks have had in the pandemic. Like in the future, when we think of COVID, a mask will be like the the logo for it, you know. And they're just a good way of thinking what the legacy will be after COVID. Especially as we step into new restrictions. Once restrictions drop, it's going to be down to us to enact what we've learned over lockdown about being a collectivist society rather than individually focused. And if we can be the kind of society that goes, okay, I'm wearing a mask for other people, that's a super positive thing and that's going to have bigger benefits for us. Sorry, yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Is Masks are kind of just an example of the, the onus going to be on us instead of the government to mandate things going forward to actually help manage COVID. Because it, like, it's not lost on me that these new restrictions going away were held until after the bank holiday. Because clearly the government don't trust people not to act the cunt and go into pubs and town centres and beaches and just be dip- dipshits and spread things. So I think like going forward, it's really on us now to decide not to be dipshits and make a fucking join a 45 minute queue for pennies on the day that we can Instead, just wait until the queue is not so long. You know, make these little decisions that are going to be better for the community rather than you being able to buy your, you know, shirt and pennies as soon as possible. See, the thing is, though, and I've noticed this recently, it's always, when it's reported, it's always pennies and places 
where which would be poor people focused shopping are attached to kind of doing wrong by the media which i think is really gammy because it's it's more of a look at g pleb sort of an attitude that happens and i really dislike that also then it's getting reported because it sort of drives consumerism drives that culture of consumerism oh you're missing out because that's what everyone does whereas in reality i actually don't think don't think a lot of these things are as bad as they're reported i suppose i just picked pities out as an example because that's where you always see the cues not necessarily putting it down to a a class of people who go to pennies or, or to have it as that kind of thing it's just no but it's always the, reported the that, as pennies yeah but i mean there there is a cue there and, and the reason i picked that as an example is that's the kind of thing where yeah okay you want to buy a shirt or yeah okay you want to buy your underwear but you don't actually need to go to pennies on the day it opens to do that you know you don't need to join the 45 minute queue you can join a five minute queue or you can join no queue and just go in a week after it opens again and make that decision to make other people's lives easier by not having this massive stampede. But that doesn't, you know, that can apply to lots of shops. I mean, if you want to, I don't know, if you want to look at the opposite end and say queues for Brown Thomas, do you think you'd see a 45 minute queue outside Brown Thomas on the day it, it opens again? No, but you would probably see a queue. I mean, the reporting is always, there's a, there is a reason why the queue is outside pennies and that's because most people are sort of in that that financial bracket but i do think there's a sort of a, a malevolent undertone in the reporting of it even how it's reported and i remember it coming up you know oh can you not wait two weeks to get your your tongue or whatever and it's <laughs> like there's a sort of a but there was i in my mind anyway i felt that there was a it's, that was a sort of a genderized attack and it's it's like poor people and gender kind of being focused in on. I, I just found there was a subliminal negativity that the media were targeting in their reporting surrounding surrounding that that I didn't like. That's certainly not what I was going for, but I think yeah, that is another side of that coin that certainly lots oh, of Oh I know it's not what you're going for, but I was just picking up on it. No, it's 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 totally worth pointing out. I mean Look, you, you've got the concept and you've got the reality. And e- either way, the reality is that is the one where the big queues are. But of course, like you said, of course, that's where the big queues are because that's where most people can afford to shop, especially right now when so many uh, businesses are still closed and people, so many people are still on pub. Uh, I guess, I, look, I'd, I'd apply that to pubs as well. I don't think you need to book a table for the 7th of June when that happens because you know that's going to be the day where it's impossible to get a table and people are still going to be getting used to implementing good hygiene systems there already. So that's probably not the safest day to go back to a pub. I'm not even that mad to be going back to a pub. I'm more eager to just meet people and chat. The pub thing was annoying last year when it came in first, but I'm not really super missing them now. No, me neither. I guess it just seems like a long time now. Do you know what? There were, say, in in, in my house over the weekend, uh, there were people, say, drinking in the kitchen and smoking. And I walked in and it smelled like, it took me a second to go, what's this smell? And it smelled like a pub. And I, it was just that, like, that that 
triggered my senses to like so much that my memory didn't recognize straight away what that smell was and it really threw me it was was super it was super strange one thing actually i just wanted to to bring up because you were mentioning the 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 pub payment i think if you're on the pub payment when you go back to work they're going to take back from you by raising your taxes so you're going to be on a higher tax band to cover the pub that you received oh that can't be true where did you read that I heard it from someone who was been looking into it. That's super not great if true. Yeah, that that you're on a, a higher bracket. But surely they can't just apl- they can't just apply a shift in tax brackets to only people who got that. They would have to change tax brackets for everybody. No, um, it's sort of like I just I'm looking at revenues website here. Taxation of pop received in 21. Let's see. Yeah, the adjusted tax credits and rate band apply only for the duration of the pop. They will be readjusted to your normal entitlements on week one base after DSP reports to re- revenue that they're no longer m- making pop payments to you. The processing of these reports from DSP are prioritized. I don't think that's what I was looking for. Um, that to me doesn't sound like you're repaying it. No, I don't. I don't think I'm reading the right section of the thing. Let's research that and come um, back to it next week. Because if that's true, that's really not great. Yeah, it, it, I, I, it's something I, I needed to look into. I, I guess a little bit more. Uh, oh yeah, here we are. This is from the Independent. PUP recipients will have to pay income tax on the welfare benefit this year. Hundreds of thousands of people received the pandemic unemployment payment are in for a nasty shock if they return to work in 2021, as they will have to pay all the income tax due on the payment this year. They're paying tax on the PUP payment. Right. And that will come out of their income when they're going back on it. So that's how that works. Okay, so will that come out in the form of a big lump sum as as emergency tax, do you think? No, it'll be a kind... It'll be, I think you pay a higher band. For a specific period. For a specific period until it's paid back, yeah. Oof. I mean, I'm almost, uh, yeah, that, that that feels like something we should almost dedicate a whole episode to because that is particularly ruinous for <laughs> the exact crowd who needed uh, fucking yeah. pop to begin with. The point of it was here's a booster here's a support not here's a loan for someone getting the maximum pup payment of 350 euros a week the total payment for a full year will work out at 18,200 ms calendar said this would lead to a reduction of 70 euro a week in tax credits for someone on the standard income tax rate of 20 percent in contrast job seekers benefit is 203 a week or 10,550 six for a full year if this is taxed on the same basis it would result in a reduction in tax credits of 2111 euros per year or 40 euros per week so that's it i think it's coming out of your tax credits right so you get reduced tax credits so so that would that would uh, affect your income that's not fair it's a bit (laughs) gammy yeah i think i think we need to come back to this with a bit more detail next week yeah, yeah, we'll we'll come back to that next week. But that that really flies in the face of exactly what we were talking about of being a fucking individualist culture as opposed to being a collectivist culture. Like we, 
this it, going forward, we're going to be the ones deciding how to change our behaviors to keep the waves down. When when the government lower the lines of defense that we've had against the virus, it's going to be up to us to make good decisions in the interest of other people as well as ourselves. And the fact that something like this is coming in is is just proof of how hard that's going to be for so many people because it's a sign of okay things are starting to look up you're fucked and you're on your own again now and how can anyone make decisions for other people when they're made to feel alone and isolated and financially fucking bereft yeah scammy good luck to you stay away from yourself <laughs>